This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Faubacher. You're listening to episode 73. Y'all, we were made for relationships. But so often, our relationships are broken, and when our relationships are broken, we feel broken too. One of our deepest human desires is to be known, but we often have lost ourselves along the way, and this podcast is here to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness and authentic connection, where you feel truly known and where your people do too. So come on in and sit a while. Let's exchange fear for love and finally see what good relationships are made of. When I was in college, I walked through one season of getting deeply hurt by some of my best friends. They weren't the only ones who were wrong in those situations. I played my part too. And I have definitely owned that over the years. But there was one time a close guy friend told a few people about something I shared with him privately. Something I asked him to never tell anyone. And now in hindsight, probably should have never told him that thing. But I can't change past behaviors and neither can you. They're over. But I was really hurt by several other people in that situation. The worst hurt, though, was from him. I couldn't believe he'd tell others what I told him. It changed our friendship forever, to the point of me never feeling safe around him again. It took me years to work through that, and one day, I got a message in my inbox from him, and he told me he was sorry. Like, y'all, genuinely sorry. I had to read it at least three times. It was a bit too late at that point for the attempt at repair to make everything okay between us, but it was something I hadn't realized how much I needed to hear. A real-life apology. It validated my own hurt and how I wasn't the only one in that situation who screwed up. That he screwed up too, and he owned it. It meant the world to me because I knew he was being honest, that his I'm sorry was true and genuine. It was the thing that helped me move forward to move past it all and fully release the hurt in me over that situation. But I think about that one in comparison to another situation where a friend accused me of something awful and tried a few months later to apologize, but somehow I could tell he wasn't fully genuine because there was still pride in his apology. And because of that, it meant very little to me, like nothing. And though I've moved past it, it was a lot more difficult because his apology was not genuine. Genuine apology is one of the most powerful things we can give a person. But if we're honest, it's so hard to do sometimes. But if we all fail, and we do, hello, we're all human, then that means we all fail others at some point. Whether it's something major or minor, if our failure affects another person, 
My friend, we need to be ready to apologize. Apologies are difficult, though, because of a lot of reasons. But one is that we fear they may make us look weak or vulnerable, or we may feel embarrassed and our pride is hurt. Genuine apologies require humility, a humility that is considerate of others and graciously makes room for mistakes. This kind of humility realizes our shared humanity, our shared potential to fail, and the okay with saying, I was wrong. An apology doesn't have to be this huge issue, even though I know it will be in some cases. Instead, it just needs to become our normal. We need to be able to recognize when we've hurt someone or done something wrong, and we must be willing to admit it. Spouses, co-workers, friends, pastors, parents, and leaders, we all need to make apologizing our new normal. It is not something that we need to even argue about. It is necessary for our healthy relationships. Sit for a moment and think about the last time someone apologized to you. How'd you feel? Imagine how your apology can affect someone else. Apologies can heal broken relationships. They can repair minor and major damage. They can make room for trust and safety, and they can connect us. However, they've got to be genuine to be able to bring about that kind of healing and connection. So right now, I just want to help you see what does it look like? What does a genuine apology look like? Number one, genuine apologies aren't just empty words. Genuine apology is repentance. It's a turning away from wrong and an intentional change in behavior. It's, I'm sorry, I'll do my best to never do this again, and then actually meaning it. Apologies are meaningless when words get spoken and no action is taken. I cannot tell y'all, this is one of the things that bothers me the most. If someone apologizes and then takes no action to change. And I'm sorry, but I'm in this place in my life where I just don't have time for meaningless apologies from other people anymore. And I would bet a lot of you feel the same. Number two, genuine apology is not defensiveness. It's not saying something like, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have said or done that. It's not saying, I'm sorry, but you know how I am or anything like that. No, listen to me. It's meekness. It's a compassionate consideration of how your actions negatively affected another person. It's simply, I'm sorry, not I'm sorry, but. Number three, genuine apology is never manipulative. Sometimes we only apologize just to keep the person around so they won't leave us or continue being upset with us. Our apologies then become a manipulative tactic to maintain 
some control over the relationship. And I'm sorry if that rustles some feathers, but it is true. We also use apology to manipulate other people to apologize themselves, maybe for something they didn't do, which, you know, now we're talking about gaslighting and things like that. Or we want people to feel bad for us or overlook our wrong. Something like that can sound like this. I'm the worst person ever. I screwed up. I'll always be a screw up. You don't deserve someone like me. They are looking for the other person to respond like, no, you're not a screw up. It's okay. Let's forget this happened and just move on. I forgive you. You're not the worst, you know, blah, blah, blah. If it's true, apology will not be manipulative like this. You heard? Cool. All right. Number four. Genuine apology is taking responsibility and practicing empathy. It's not saying, I'm sorry you feel that way or think that, but I didn't say that or do that or mean it that way. No, you take responsibility for what is yours. Instead, it needs to sound more like, I'm sorry, I can see how you'd feel that way. I'll be more considerate or whatever require, you know, whatever the situation is about. I'll be more considerate from now on. Number five, genuine apology isn't people-pleasing. Sometimes people apologize for things they shouldn't because they're trying to keep the peace or act how they believe someone wants them to act. They say they're sorry for feeling a certain way or crying in front of you or for something they didn't do. They apologize for speaking their mind or stating their opinion, even if it's done with respect to others. They apologize for all kinds of things. This can be a form of false humility. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing some buttons today, but I'm just trying to be honest. Y'all know how I value that in this space. Yeah, so it can be a form of false humility. People want to make others happy or feel comfortable. So if they fear they are doing the opposite or if the situation itself is uncomfortable, they think an apology must be the correct reaction. But these apologies are also meaningless because true apology is not false humility like this, only coming out to make another person like them or feel happy with them. Instead, true and honest apology is simply acknowledging you are wrong out loud to another person. If, let me put this in asterisks, if you were wrong. It's just like repentance in the presence of Jesus. We're just out loud acknowledging, I was wrong. But in order for us to do this, we've got to be aware of when we fail another person. We have to pay attention to our actions and our words and how others respond to them. We need to be aware of how others feel and what they need, not in a people-pleasing way, just a genuine, kind, compassionate way. 
And if they tell us we've hurt them or we can tell by their nonverbal cues they're upset, we can lean in and ask, have I said or done something wrong? I want to know so I won't repeat that mistake. Or we could say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's amazing what statements like this can do. Just like the healing that came in my life from my friend telling me he was genuinely sorry. Can we be people who normalize genuine apology like this, who are willing to admit their wrongs and make necessary changes to avoid hurting others as much as we can in the future? We can't completely avoid that, but we can do our part, and apology is our part. Our apologies may not do what we hope. The outcomes may not be great all the time because relationships involve two people and the other person is responsible for how they respond and what they do with your apology. But the only thing in your control is how you treat them. They may accept it. They may not accept it. Let's have hope for restoration, but let's also remember the outcomes aren't up to us. You can do it, friend. I promise you can humble yourself and acknowledge you were wrong. And once you do, pay attention. Pay attention to the healing that comes within you and even better, sometimes between you and others. Thanks for sitting a while with me today, friend. I trust that learning to practice genuine authentic apology will help you take another step toward wholeness so you can finally see what those good relationships are made of the kind that we're meant to have and to give a little shout out for my full life christian counseling blog that i write on sometimes Full Life Christian Counseling is the local counseling center where i work in the greater new orleans area and I get to write sometimes for them and create some content for them. And so this podcast episode was originally from a shorter blog post that I got to write on a series on failure a few months ago over on the Full Life CC blog. And so you can check that out if you want to read their blog posts, www.fulllifecc.com slash blog. And again, that was a series on failure. To finish up, the transcript for this episode is on the podcast page on my website, karafabacher.com, where you can find all kinds of other goodies there if you need. And a big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating the music for our show and Alana Dawson for editing. Until next time, friend, I'll see you soon.